الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ان الذين يحبون ان تشيع الفاحشه في الذين امنوا لهم عذاب اليم في الدنيا والاخره وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كفى بالمرء كذبا اي يحدث بكل ما سمع او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected on my kiram brothers and elders <coughs> we are living in the technology age and things happen at the press of a button things previously which would take many many days to happen sometimes maybe months to happen nowadays happen at the press of a button once upon a time perhaps centuries ago if a person had to send some message to somebody in some distant place he would have to hire someone that person would go on horseback and then he would travel that distance depending how far it was it might take days it might take weeks it could take months sometimes before the person on the other end would receive the message and nowadays in one instant a person is sending messages to people not just one person in some distant part of the world but instantly sometimes to hundreds of people and spread all over the globe so this has become a culture this has become part of life that people are sending messages and receiving messages all the time from people far and wide but this is not just the sending and receiving of messages there are sometimes very serious implications of what is being sent out many a times a person is sending out something but he sending out something that he got from somebody else he has no idea what the truth of the matter is how authentic it is he is just sending something and the so called disclaimer at the bottom of it all sent as received and a person feels very fine and comfortable about himself that i just merely sent something that i received from somebody else and then i put the disclaimer as well sent as received but is it as simple as this is it so straightforward is there no responsibility are there no implications of this so it's not so straightforward it's a very very delicate matter and sometimes it can become a major sin on a person the quran sharif in surah hujurat allah tbaraka wa taala gives us guidelines about the dissemination of information that a person is passing on information this responsibility regarding this is not just anything and anyhow the specific guidelines of how does a person receive information and what does he do if he has received some information so to start off with if a person has heard something he has received some information whatever it might be if it doesn't pertain to him then it is something to just stay out of in fact he shouldn't even bother reading it this too has become a pastime to read about the gossip of the whole world through the social media nowadays this has become part of daily as people 
some mashallah have ma'mulat ma'mulat means daily practices so somebody's daily practice mashallah includes tilawat of the Quran Sharif obviously apart from the first salah five daily salah their ma'mulat and daily practices include some specific time that they must dedicate for the recitation of Quran Sharif some time for reciting istighfar some time for durud sharif on Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa some time for the service of deen so mashallah they have these ma'mulat and many others have ma'mulat, certain amount of time for WhatsApp, and certain amount of time for Facebook, and certain amount of time for Instagram, and certain amount of time for Allah knows best what else. But as a result of these so-called ma'mulat and daily practices, there's no time for tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, there's no time for istighfar, there's no time to recite one durud sharif on Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa What a tragedy. So in any case, coming back to this point that we were discussing, that when a person receives some information, if it doesn't pertain to him, it is not something that relates to him, then the guidance of the Hadith Sharif of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is, That it is the beauty of a person's Islam, that he doesn't get involved in things that don't relate to him. That things that are not pertaining to him, it doesn't relate to him, he stays out of it. Things that are futile, things that don't have any bearing on him in any way, why should he get involved in it? Why should he even read about it? Because he's going to read about that, that that's going to play in his mind, then he's going to make salah also, that is going to be playing in his mind, unnecessarily. He's going to be, it's going to affect so many things in life. So in any case, that is one basic guidance, that this is something that a person should not even get involved in. It doesn't relate to him, don't get involved in it. Supposing there is some bearing on him, it impacts on him in some way or the other, the very important thing thereafter is that it should be verified. He should verify the truth. Often people act upon just a message. People act upon just something they heard. And often what they heard was a untruth, to say it very mildly, in simple terms it was a lie. Often we use the euphemisms and just play down realities. The reality of a lie is a lie is a very serious crime. Rasulullah says that a mu'min, a mu'min can't be a liar. It is possible sometimes a mu'min cannot be too brave. It's possible he might not be too generous. Unfortunately, not the right thing to be. But a mu'min being a liar, impossible. Mu'min and lying, these two things just don't go together. So, sometimes that has come, it's a lie. Now the person just passed it on, and we put our so-called disclaimer, it's sent as received. But that doesn't absolve us of responsibility. In the Quran Sharif, Allah gives this direction and guidelines, we're talking about Surah Hujrat, that in Surah Hujrat, Allah says, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا إِنْ جَاءَكُمْ فَاسِقٌ بِنَبَئٍ فَتَبَيَّنُوا أَن تُصِيبُوا قَوْمًا بِجَهَالًا فَتُصْبِحُوا عَلَى مَا فَعَلْتُمْ نَادِمِينَ that if an unreliable person has come to you with some news, فَتَبَيَّنُهُ Now whether he is reliable or not, sometimes that too is in question. So the golden rule is, don't take anything at face value. Some news has come, فَتَبَيَّنُهُ Make sure that you verified it. أَن تُصِيبُوا قَوْمًا بِجَهَالَ It should not be that you harm some people out of ignorance. You just took it for granted what you heard was true. Or you just got some message, you just took it for granted, this is on. 
And as a result, you now took some action, you said something which hurt somebody, harmed somebody. And now tomorrow you'll regret about it. But now what's the point in regretting? It's already too late, the damage is done. You can't even undo the damage. Sometimes a person then says, okay, I retract. But has that retraction undone the damage? One person came, once he was brought to the Qazi, because he had made some accusation, some false accusation, or he had made some statement which was untrue, and this rumor spread, it went to somebody else, so that person came and complained to the Qazi, so the Qazi called this person up, who was responsible for the spreading this false rumor, and he reprimanded him, this person still didn't understand, that what's so wrong, I just merely, I just merely said something, and whoever was the person who originated with this, who brought it out first, the person who initiated it, his problem this is, I just maybe said something I heard. So now in order to make him learn a lesson, the Qazi told him, okay, you do this, you write something on a piece of paper. So he wrote something, whatever, a few lines, told him, now you take it up into small little bits and pieces. He said, fine. Okay, now as you go home, you keep throwing one piece every year and there. Just stuck it all over the place. And then I want you to come back tomorrow to court. So this person did as told. He went and scattered all those pieces of paper all over the place. The next day when he came back to court, the Qazi told him, now you go and fetch all those pieces you throw all over the place. He says, fetch all those small tiny pieces? How can I do this? Impossible. I don't know where something flew away, something went in some drain, something that somebody picked up on his shoe. He says, this is exactly the story. That what you've done, you can't undo the damage. Because even if you say you retracted, can you go to each person and say what I said was a lie? I related a lie. The damage is done. You can't undo it. So don't ever be hasty and send me something to start off with. If it pertains to you, then first investigate it. And don't become affected by somebody's apparent situation. Otherwise the apparent situation sometimes can be misleading. The brothers of Yusuf in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala describes how they came. وَجَاءُوا أَبَاهُمْ they had already done the deed. They threw him in the well. They wanted to kill him first. Until somebody just intervened. Said, okay, just throw him in. And then they brought one, his kurta, and they put some blood of one sheep on it. And they came and made a big story to their father. But how they came? They came shedding crocodile tears. But it was all false. So the tears of a person in his place. But we should not get washed away in those tears. We should first verify Allah knows best, what's the reality of those tears? So this is an extremely important thing, this ayat of the Qur'an Sharif was revealed when one incident took place. The tribe of Bani Mustaliq, they had accepted Islam, the leader of Harith radiallahu came to Rasulullah and after having made this declaration that myself, my entire tribe, they all have now entered into Islam, and then again, apart from the various things, he had arranged that he would have the zakat of his entire tribe ready and available to be collected on a certain date, certain time. So in any case, Rasulullah on that appointed day sent somebody to go and collect that zakat and come. Hazrat Walid bin Uqbar he was sent off. As he came and he's approaching these people, they knew that this is a specific date that the envoy of Rasulullah would come. So out of this uh, that this envoy of Nabi Salaam is coming as ikram, as kind of respect and hospitability, hospitality, 
they went out of the town itself, they stood on the outskirts waiting to welcome him. Now from the distance he saw this crowd of people standing. Now prior to Islam, in the time of Jahiliyyah, there was some hostility between Walid bin Uqba ta'ala and the people of Bani Mustariq. Now something at that moment crossed his mind. Now from a distance he can see this whole group of people standing there. And suddenly this came through his mind about the past. That it must not be that these people are standing there waiting now. This is an opportunity to settle an old score. This problem that happened long time ago. But that might be sitting in their hearts. And probably they're waiting to now pounce upon me. He just thought about this. He took a U-turn and came back. And he did. Now this was a major problem. This was a major thing. Now the Sahaba Ikram went through a learning process. We should never forget this. And they all, always bear this in mind. That they made mistakes of this nature sometimes, but they had to be taught once. And then they remembered it for life and practiced upon it for life. Our situation, unfortunately, sometimes we are taught a lesson for the whole life, we still didn't learn it. But in any case, now this was a mistake he made, but this is the lesson for us. The Sahaba were put through these situations so that we could learn this lesson. How often we see something, we hear something, or we, something or the other, we just jump to some conclusion. We make some assumption. Then that assumption in our mind and heart becomes fact. But it's just an assumption. We have had no idea what the truth of the matter is. We jump to a conclusion within our mind. Then we make that fact. And now we started presenting it as if this is reality. The Prophet heard this, he became very concerned. He immediately said, Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala with a group of Sahaba. But he said, please first go and you establish the reality. And the Khalid bin comes, he encamps outside the place overnight and then sends some Sahaba very quietly to go and investigate. They come back and say, we have seen these people, we have heard the Azan of Fajr, we have seen they are practicing Muslims, this do seem wrong. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi then was informed and then the whole truth came. Nevertheless, it's a long story just to cut it to the short, to the main point, that the whole truth then came out that this Sahabi made a misjudgment but on the misjudgment there could have been such a major, major impact that if supposing this was acted upon, these people could have been attacked. And what not could have happened? But Nabi Islam said, no, first verify the situation. First establish the truth. So this is an extremely important thing. Many times we hear something about somebody, see something about somebody, we just start passing it around. The big question to ask ourselves at that time if this was about me, somebody made a false accusation, slandered me, and now they're passing on something and it came to me, would I be passing it on also to others? What would be my reaction? And those who passed it around, what would be my reaction regarding them? In the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa one incident took place. There was a Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, the noble wife of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa mother, she was slandered by the munafiqeen, by the hypocrites. And the hypocrites were now taking joy in spreading this slander. And unfortunately, some sincere Muslims, they got caught up in passing on this information as well. Now they heard it from one person, heard it from a second person, heard it from a third person, heard it from so many people. Now that unfortunately starts becoming like fact. To a person who doesn't have this principle in mind, I must verify it. 
So now they passed it on. And eventually, this one whole ruku of the Quran Sharif was revealed, highlighting the chastity and the nobility of Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. And in this entire ruku, there are various ayat that are principles. Allah Ta'ala mentioned these aspects in primarily regarding this incident. But these are principles that the whole ummah has to abide by. Allah Ta'ala says in one of these ayat, وَلَوْلَا إِسْسَمِعْتُمُوهُ ظَنَّ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتُ بِأَنفَسِهِمْ خَيْرًا وَقَالَ هَذَا إِسْكُمْ مُبِينَ When you heard it, why didn't you start first thinking in this manner? That I should have a good thought of my fellow Muslim. I mustn't have harbor ill thoughts. I saw something, but I don't have any idea what the reality of it is. I must discard this. I must harbor a good thought about my fellow Muslim. And when you heard this, why didn't you say that it's not correct for us to speak about this also? One is thinking correctly. I must have a good thought. Then, speaking, say, no, we shouldn't speak about this. This is not on. And if you really want to speak about it, لَوْلَا جَاءُوا عَلَيْهِ بِأَرْبَعَةِ Allah says, why didn't they bring four witnesses? فَإِذْلَمْ يَأْتُوا بِشُهَدَاءَ فَأُولَائِكَ عِنَّ اللَّهِ مُلْكَاذِبُونَ They didn't bring witnesses, they are the liars. Those speaking about it are the liars. And then further Allah Tabarak wa ta'ala says, إِسْتَلَقَّوْنَهُ بِأَلْسِنَتِكُمْ وَتَقُولُونَ بِأَفْوَاهِكُمْ مَا لَيْسَ لَكُمْ بِهِ عِلْمٌ وَتَحْسَبُونَهُ هَيِّنًا وَهُوَ عِنَّ اللَّهِ عَظِيمٌ That when they were speaking about it, and when they were talking that which they had no knowledge of, Allah Ta'ala says, وَتَحْسَبُونَهُ هَيِّنًا You are regarding it as a trivial matter. What's in there? I just spoke something. I just folded it, sent as received also I wrote at the bottom. So what's a big deal? وَتَحْسَبُونَهُ هَيِّنًا you regarded it as trivial, whereas in the court of Allah Ta'ala, it's a very severe matter. Person who has slandered somebody, or he has passed on the slander, he'll be held up on the sirat, on the bridge across Jahannam. And he'll be told, bring proof what you said. Bring proof what you passed on. And you can't, then you fall off. And under is Jahannam. So it's not a plain matter, it's not a small thing, it's a very serious thing. So this is Allah Ta'ala giving us this guideline, that verify it. And, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يُحِبُّونَ أَن تَشِيعَ الْفَاحِشَةُ فِي الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ Among these ayat in the same ruku, Allah Ta'ala says, those who like to spread immorality. Immorality is a very broad term. It includes all kinds of immorality person spreading immorality in the form of immoral messages, immoral jokes. You will take fun out of all this. The things that now create filth in the mind. One person says that some people have the bad habit of watching pornography on things, which is a terrible evil. And some people just watch it in their minds. Really, there is not much difference between the two. So, now the person is passing all these Lurid things and all these immoral things, this is also included in this. Those who are passing all kinds of false information about people, all kinds of gossip, Allah Ta'ala says, This is one of the few things regarding which 
The punishment that is mentioned is mentioned first about dunya already, before akhirat. Many, many things the punishment is mentioned about hereafter. A person does this, this is a warning about the punishment in the hereafter. Among the few things that have been mentioned, like for example, disobedience to parents, the punishment it draws down is already in the world first. Then a person sometimes can't link it. What happened, what he did, and where he got hit. The link is not so obvious, it's not like a button where a person presses on the wall, he sees the light come on. But the links are there. Likewise, this is one of the things. Allah Ta'ala says, for them is a dreadful, painful punishment, fit dunya wal akhirah. In this very world, they will taste the consequences. And the akhirah is apart from it. So this is the guideline the Shariat has given us. Just to quickly round up on one more incident that happened in the time of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that once there was a rumor that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has divorced his wives. And this rumor just suddenly spread. Hazrat Umar knows about it. He comes to the masjid, he sees Sahaba sitting in different corners crying. Everybody is in a state of grief. He comes to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, takes permission, and Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is aside sitting somewhere in his room. And he comes in, just to get to the main point again, he asks that, have you really divorced your wives? Nabi Islam says, no, I haven't done this. He says, can I go out and inform everybody? He says, do go out and inform them. So in any case, he goes out, he comes to the door of the masjid, and has not divorced his wives. In any case, this got cleared up. But then the ayat of the Quran Sharif was revealed. وَإِذَا جَاءَهُمْ أَمْرٌ مِّنَ الْأَمْنِ أَوِ الْخَوْفِ أَذَاءُ That, this is the wrong thing. That whenever some kind of news of أَمْنِ or خَوْف of safety or fear, meaning everything is fine, but news came, whereas sometimes it's not the case. Or some danger is coming, whereas it's not the case. It is here anything, azarubi, they just start publicizing it. Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَوْرَبُّوهُ إِلَى الرَّسُولُ وَإِلَىٰ أُولِي الْأَمْرِ مِنْهُمْ لَعَلِمَهُ الَّذِينَ يَسْتَنْبِتُونَهُ مِنْهُمْ Had they referred it to the Rasul of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala was not going to remain in dunya forever. So Allah Ta'ala has set a principle. Had they referred it to the Rasul of Allah Ta'ala or the people of authority, then those who could have verified it from the source would have verified it for them. They would have not been put through all these issues of now passing on false rumors, of causing grief to others, causing harm to people. They would have saved themselves and saved others also from this calamity. Now this is that lesson. That we hear something, if it's something that has to be Passed on, we first verify it. Many a times there's a funeral message, for example. Now people start sending out the funeral message. It might be 100% true, correct. But sometimes it has happened that the f- immediate family people haven't got to know about it. And it has happened so many times that some immediate family person, somebody's father, somebody's wife, somebody's husband, they got the message through some WhatsApp or some whatever other social media. Can you imagine the shock of that person? getting the news about their own near and dear one passing away, but via this avenue. Now what was the problem? Somebody was too hasty. Or always somebody wants to be, I was the first to put the news, news out. The whole matter is an ego matter. I was the one who put it out first. Then others got it. What do we got out of that ego? But what harm we caused in the process? That person really collapsed out of that. Suddenly reading about their own person on, the, on some uh, social media or whatever. So, this is the thing that is being taught here. Something comes up, get it rather to those who are the authority or those who would know better. This pertains to things in general as well. Sometimes there are new things we've never heard before. Some person, mashallah, can say something in a very, very eloquent manner. But he's saying things which are not what we have learned from the Alamai Quran. 
is not what we have learned authentically coming down the centuries. We refer to people of knowledge. We don't just take things anywhere. It's come through some YouTube scholar. It's come from there, there and everywhere. And anything that sounds nice, because it sounds nice, it sounds very, very captivating, we just take it as it comes. But unfortunately sometimes, there are very dangerous things coming in between. There are things that are destroying the respect for Sahaba Ikram. Take Sahaba out of the equation, whole deal will collapse. There are things which are taking out the whole structure of deen from people's lives. But just there's a, there's a good talk about it. These are things we should refer to people who have authentic knowledge. They will guide us. In this way we'll save ourselves from great harm. And we'll save our deen from harm. And we'll save others from harm as well. Allah ta'ala give us the tafiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah.